This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Nerds. Today's episode is sponsored by Nerd Wallet Smart Money Podcast. Get your head in the financial game with smart investing and budgeting tips straight from the nerds. Nerd Wallet's experts will set future you up for success with dependable fact-based insights. No financial misinformation allowed. Learn how to save on your summer vacation. Find your next credit card or loan for a big purchase and invest in your next index fund. Make smarter decisions in 2024. Follow Nerd Wallet's Smart Money Podcast on your favorite podcast app. Good morning. Welcome to The Morning Beat. Thank you so much for joining us. As always, we have a fantastic show planned for you this beautiful Wednesday. We're going to kick things off in about 15 minutes with our in-house doctor, Dr. James Simmons. Jimmy Sims, it's What the Health. Uh, we're talking about this full uh, full approval by the FDA of the COVID vaccine for Pfizer. Uh, does he think that's actually going to get shots in arms, or will people find a new excuse to avoid it? Uh, we've got a lot to cover today. That's coming up this hour. Uh, a little bit later on, we're also going to be joined by... Um, um, uh, by somebody who's really, really done a lot for our community. Uh, Ultranate is a, is, a, is a performer. She's been in the game for decades. Uh, she's got a really cool opportunity for you at Miami Beach Pride. Uh, that's coming up a little bit later on in our show. But right now it is time for news on the beat. Michaela, what do you have? Well, there's a lot going on. So President Biden has decided not to extend the deadline for American troop withdrawal from Afghanistan, despite pressure from G7 and U.S. leaders alike. Biden said his decision to stick to the August 31st deadline is in large part driven by persistent security risks. The Pentagon says it can evacuate all remaining Americans by next week and the first U.S. troops to leave Afghanistan since the current crisis arose are on their way out. Still, questions remain as to how and when the rest of the thousands of Afghans who aided in war efforts will be able to leave. About 70,000 people have been evacuated in the last 10 days. Now, in other news, global COVID-19 cases appear to be leveling off after a two-month increase. The World Health Organization says uh, the WHO reported more than 4.5 million new cases and 68,000 new deaths worldwide last week, which was only a slight increase over the previous week. Don't get too optimistic, though. There was a similar pattern in May before the Delta variant spurred a worldwide surge in outbreaks. The winter could be even more difficult when COVID-19 risk combines with flu season again. Normally, the CDC recommends getting a flu shot by the end of October, but with so many um, pandemic variables, there are some experts who are just recommending getting it even sooner. We'll continue that conversation, though, with Dr. James Simmons coming up this hour now. In other news, Senator Kirsten Sinema, an out bisexual, is holding the Democratic Party hostage as she continues to oppose President Joe Biden's domestic agenda from the massive investment in infrastructure to LGBTQ civil rights. Now, while the House of Representatives refuses to pass a budget bill that she helped to negotiate that was dramatically lower than needed until she gets on board with a reconciliation bill that increases the investments in the American people, Cinema is holding her ground. She says she will never vote for it. Cinema's stance will scuttle initiatives on education, child care, paid family and medical leave, climate change, voting rights, and economic opportunity, along with the Equality Act, landmark civil rights legislation for the LGBT 
LGBTQ community, uh, and we can continue having that conversation. However, uh, LGBTQ activists are not happy, and donors pointedly issued an ultimatum demanding cinema get on board or lose support from the community. The senator published an op-ed in the Washington Post defending her decision to scuttle bills that tackled issues she campaigned on, but refusing to remove the filibuster cinema has essentially doomed what she claims are her own priorities. Now let's get into a little bit of weather. Summer's here. It's queer. Brought to you by McDonald's. It's going to be a high of 82 in Houston, 97 in Kansas City, 90 in Miami, 109 in Phoenix, a high of 79 in Seattle, 84 in Cleveland with rain, and 111 in Indio. Now if you happen to pass McDonald's today, stop by. Grab a frozen Coca-Cola drink for just $1.50. Now give us a vibe of the day. Here's your vibe of the day. You do not find the happy life, you make it. I love that. Well, let's talk about happy. Let's have some fun. Lady Gaga's Jazz and Piano Las Vegas Residency returns to the Park MGM this October 14th through the 31st. And Channel Q is going to send you. Just go to wearechannelq.com for your chance to win two tickets to the show, a stay at the Park MGM Hotel, round-trip airfare for two, plus 500 in spending cash. Don't miss Lady Gaga's Jazz and Piano Residency shows live in Las Vegas. Tickets go on sale Saturday at 10 a.m. Pacific at Ticketmaster.com. And just head on over to WeAreChannelQ.com for your chance to win. Not a bragging moment, but I got to sing with Lady Gaga's band this weekend, and I will be joining again in October. It's going to be such a great show. I feel like my worlds are emerging, and it's incredible. We love Gaga, and uh, it's going to be wonderful. So make sure you get your tickets at WeAreChannelQ.com. Now, coming up. The Pfizer vaccine is fully approved, but will that get shots in arms? Dr. James joins us to share his thoughts and what the health coming up next. Welcome back to the Morning Beat. We're so excited that you're here. Uh, it's almost time for uh, What's Poppin'. Uh, but before I let Michaela take it away, I do want to remind you that we're we're also a podcast. Uh, so if you can't listen to us in real time, maybe your schedule's in flux, you're all over the place uh, as we adjust to this new normal uh, that we've been in for a year and a half now. Uh, don't you worry. You can listen to us uh, wherever you take your mobile device. All you have to do is head over to odyssey.com, download the Odyssey app. That is A-U-D-A-C-Y. And you can listen to the Morning Beat as a podcast. There's a lot of really great content on there. So catch up, invite a friend or family member to get to know us as well, uh, and we hope you have a lot of fun doing it. Uh, now it is time for What's Poppin'. Michaela, take it away. Well, this is so sad to me. So I loved Dog the Bounty Hunter. I loved Beth. I actually, when I got off American Idol, they were uh, the first celebrities that I met. I was like sitting in my car waiting to go into the bank, and I saw a dog, and I was like, oh my God, I lie out. And then his wife walked up, and she was like, we love you. And I was like, yeah. And so I just have such... Uh, funny and great memories but apparently his daughter does not share that sentiment because his daughter said in a lengthy Facebook post um, that she was not invited to dog and his new fiance's wedding um, and she said that she thinks it's partly because the daughter reminds dog very much of his late wife Beth who they lost last year but then she goes on to just drag him she said um, that he is racist he's had racist rants he is homophobic and also he cheated on his late wife Beth uh, she goes on to say my mother was a shining light in this world um, he did not treat her right 
and I cannot allow this wedding to happen, you know, with him being so disrespectful. And it comes as really, really shocking news because if you watched his show, he never came off racist at all. He never came off homophobic. And it seems like him and Beth had a pretty solid relationship. Um, and so people are just sort of speculating that maybe she's upset that he's getting remarried to another woman. This woman also happened to be Beth's best friend. So it is a little bit awkward and I could totally understand. You know, I, I remember when my dad got remarried, I was very young and um, it was difficult for me, but it's just really sad to see how the family has sort of fallen apart since Beth's passing. And um, I just, I, I wish them all well. I know that the older daughter is also not going to the wedding. Again, she was also not invited by dog. So um, a really sad situation watching a a family on television falling apart. I'll tell you, reality television is sort of like oof, a curse in a way. It just breaks families up. So, so sad. All right, well, coming up in the next hour is getting on a plane unvaccinated, the same as carrying a weapon on board. One politician is making that case, and it could become, uh, it could become law. We've got the details next in Red, White, and Q. So let me say this uh, loudly and clearly. If, you have, if you're one of the millions of Americans who said that they uh, will not get the shot when it's, until it has full and final approval of the FDA, it has now happened. The moment you've been waiting for is here. It's time for you to go get your vaccination and get it today, today. President Joe Biden, very clear. He's saying, listen, for all of those uh, out there who've been saying all along, we'll get the vaccine when it's fully approved by the FDA. That's about 30% of all unvaccinated people have said that, by the way. Uh, he's saying, okay, you got what you wanted. It's fully approved. Go get it today. Uh, here to help us talk about uh, the political ramifications of this and what this could mean for corporations and individuals across the country is our political expert, Ryan Basham for Red, White, and Q. Ryan, thank you for being here. Um, Good morning. Listen, this is a, I will say this, this journey is a bipartisan effort. You know, I will give Donald Trump some credit for being in office and not getting in the way of all vaccines. Um, but he was there to sort of usher in uh, the, the vaccine process. And then Joe Biden has been here for the administrative part of it all. Uh, it's a big moment for Americans. But do you think this changes the needle? Do you think that speech by President Biden is getting people vaccinated? Uh, I think it's kind of a part of uh, a suite of things that are getting people vaccinated. I think at the end of the day, um, you know, we've seen places where uh, vaccine uh, uptake rates are low, see um, day to day increases in, in new vaccinations. And I think in part because people in these places are seeing that their hospitals are full. Their, their uh, children's ICUs are full. There are children in places like Mississippi, currently on ventilators, like children on ventilators mm -hmm. because of uh, the rampant spread of the virus. So I think between people seeing their neighbors getting sick and die, between this getting uh, full approval and the president using the bully pulpit to push um, not just Americans to, to get vaccinated, but also pushing employers to require it. I think um, I think all those things together mean we're getting closer and closer to hopefully uh, having herd immunity. Um, but it takes all of us to make it happen. So fingers crossed. <sighs> so, I mean, where do we go from here, though? I, do, I mean, we talked about this earlier. It, it, we're not trying to make everything so political. Unfortunately, it is. We're living in two Americas. Unfortunately, that's the truth. Where do we go from here? What do we do? 
You know, um, uh, we have our our species has seen um, pandemics before with varying degrees of um, success in combating it. Um, You know, um, at the end of the day, we are already doing better in a lot of ways than we ever have. You know, in a lot of ways, the vaccine rollout has been one of the most successful ever. It just so happens that um, that's still not enough. So um, I think the first 99% is always the easiest. And I think um, where we go from here is uh, diligence and consistency with um, make, get, giving people an off-ramp from being hesitant about the vaccine to defiant about the vaccine onto even if they do it quietly and privately, uh, getting vaccinated. And for some people, I think the the shame of, of seeing the, the damage that they cause by not getting vaccinated uh, to others is motivation. But for others, um, it's not. For some others, they really are just scared. And so this full approval may make a difference. There are billions of people around the globe who have already been vaccinated, and it's been proven to be overwhelmingly very, very safe. Yeah. So we just need to keep talking about it. It's really interesting because, you know, there's different tactics taking place right now. I, I talk about this. I'm a, I'm a football fan and I love college football and I see the SEC. I see teams like Ole Miss and Alabama uh, getting reaching 100 percent vaccination levels on their not just their players, but also their entire staff, their coaches. Uh, I think things like that do help in some of the southern states. I think also President uh, President Biden uh, has just uh, it's now mandatory uh, for every member of our military to be fully vaccinated by this fall. And I think that is something that will also start to move the needle. Another thing, though, you talk about, Michaela, where do we go from here? Uh, well, uh, out and proud Rep- Representative Richie Torres, a Democrat out of New York, a uh, congressman there, uh, has an idea. Uh, and he is part of the House Resolution uh, 4980, which is a bill that calls for the Secretary of Homeland Security uh, to ensure that all individuals traveling on a flight <clears throat> that depart or arrive in the United States is fully vaccinated. Because what he says, and he makes a really interesting point. He says that um, this is a weapon. Like the COVID-19 is a weapon and people can carry it. And therefore, they must be vaccinated in order to get on a plane. Yeah, that's a way to say it. Yeah, what do you think about mm-hmm. that? And do you think that he could actually gain some traction here? Yeah, he absolutely could. You know, um, somebody said to me something a long time ago, which really kind of changed the way I think about uh, individual liberties. My rights end where yours begin. Yes. So where I might have some an agenda about what happens to my body, I don't get to have that agenda in isolation of the fact that what I do with my body impacts what happens with yours. So I may not like the idea of getting a mandated vaccine, and I'm allowed to not like that idea, but the reality is that if I could carry an infectious disease that could hurt or kill you, it's no longer just about my body. So, um, you know, yeah, I think you can gain some traction. In fact, I think the vast, my guess will be the vast majority of employees between the public and private sector um, are going to be required to get vaccinated by the end of the year. And I think that the more that um, it's required also to just be in the public space to do things that people want to do, the more that that's required, the more people are going to feel obliged to get the vaccine. So, I mean, expect to see, I wouldn't be surprised if um, all sporting events require people to be vaccinated. Um, I mean, that's already starting to happen in some places. So, you know, we just got to keep finding ways to require vaccination where we can under the law to get those of us that still need to be vaccinated, vaccinated to protect all of us. 
Absolutely. Listen, we want you to stick around because, you know, we're facing a a recall election here of our governor of California uh, that could have national implications. We want to get your take on that in just a moment. So uh, more with Ryan Basham, Red, White and Q up next. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the name your price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. TuneIn is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. That clock at four. Donchich, the step back three, you bet. Music. You set my world on fire. And even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here on TuneIn. Go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. Nerds. Today's episode is sponsored by Nerd Wallet Smart Money Podcast. Get your head in the financial game with smart investing and budgeting tips straight from the nerds. Nerd Wallet's experts will set future you up for success with dependable, fact based insights. No financial misinformation allowed. Learn how to save on your summer vacation, find your next credit card, or loan for a big purchase, and invest in your next index fund. Make smarter decisions in 2024. Follow Nerd Wallet's Smart Money Podcast on your favorite podcast app. I'm a rational, common sense kind of kind of person. I don't have horns. I don't have a tail. We all, I assume, want the same things, and that is for people to realize their God-given potential. We may have different uh, routes of doing that, different policies for, for doing that, but we all want the same thing. And the way that I'm treated by the left-wing media sometimes is almost amusing to me. And this is why so many people uh, have this have this reaction to me until I open my mouth and they realize uh, that I that I'm not some sort of um, of a, a radical person that's going to undermine their rights, that's uh, going to club baby seals uh, and eat their heads. Okay, whoa, oh that's a lot. Oh my God, he said, I don't have horns and I don't have a tail. Uh, and I don't club baby <laughs> seals and I don't eat their heads. Yeah. Like, this is this, okay. is this is a Republican running for the governor right, of the state hi. of California, uh, Larry Elder, 69 years old, uh, here in Los Angeles. One of about 3,000 candidates running for the governorship uh, in this recall election. Ryan Basham, thank you for joining us once again for Red, White, and Q. Uh, we can laugh all day long, but there's a very real chance that if we don't get our act together by September 14th, we could have a Republican governor mm-hmm. with a fraction of the support of the people of California. And, and if you think you're in another state and you think, oh, gosh, California, get it together. This doesn't affect you. It very much could. We also have the oldest sitting senator in the entire country, Diane Feinstein. And if she, God forbid, something happens to her or if she's forced to step aside. That Republican governor would choose a Republican senator, which would then tip the Senate in favor of Republicans and dooming anything Joe Biden thinks he's going to get done in the next three years. Um, am I missing anything, Ryan? <laughs> uh, I mean, gosh, there's so much. But basically, yes, it's exactly the problem. Uh, you know, California is the sixth largest economy in the world. Um, and, and what happens here in so, so many ways affects the rest of the country, not just in the U.S. Senate, but imagine, you know, um, uh, uh, imagine how uh, a poorly handled economy in California could tank the economy of the rest of the country. And, 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 and there are just there's so many things like that. Um, but here we are, here in California, you know, we 
we kind of have this um, low turnout uh, epidemic of its own. You know, it's expected to be an incredibly low turnout election. A lot of people don't even understand how the recall vote works. And so it's possible that too few people are going to even care about this, that, as you say, we're going to have a, a Republican governor with like six percent of the vote um, leading a, a state that doesn't even share that governor's values. It's really, really scary. I mean, Larry Elder's been going around campaigning about getting away with or doing away with mask mandates, even though, though we know that's one of the best ways to protect each other from the coronavirus. And that's that's just one of the many, many, many ways that he and the Republicans he's running with, or I guess against, um, uh, wants to to do things in California that Californians don't want, because that's what a small minority of Republicans want. But and they're more motivated to get out in this election. So what are the chances of him taking this? High, very high. I mean, it could be him. The thing is, we really don't know. You know, there have been polls, but a, a race with nearly 50 candidates that's expected to have record low turnout in a, with, with a procedure that a lot of people don't understand. Any poll is is going to be moderately good at best. The reality is it could be Larry Elder or Caitlyn Jenner or one of the other few dozen Republicans running. And we just won't know until the ballots come in who wins. This- but all of them suck. All of them are bad, bad choices. Mm-hmm. I'll be real honest. Like I, some of so much of what's gotten me through these last few years, uh, it got me through the Prop Eight debacle back in the day, and that was even, and that was even right on the heels of Arnold Schwarzenegger as our as our governor. Which, just a friendly reminder, yeah, he was Republican, but he's also like a Hollywood Republican married to a, a famous, famous Kennedy. You know, so the there was he wasn't this like radical right wing Trumper type Republican. He thinks Trump is insane, right? It's a very different situation now. A lot of these people are very hardcore Trumpers. And what's gotten me through the last five years as a Californian is at least knowing that I'm protected to some degree by our state. Regardless of what was going on in Washington with Donald Trump, I felt like we're almost like our own little country. And I felt a little bit safer because of that. Yet here we are once again where we could end up under a Republican-controlled governorship that really could have major, major implications. I mean there are candidates who are talking about eliminating any sort of minimum wage. Not just a fifteen dollar minimum wage, but any sort of minimum wage, and and our right to, to to marry, of course, is protected by the Supreme Court. But don't think for a second that if Republicans get get some power in the state of California, they're not going to come for our other rights because they will. Yeah, there are lots of things that the governor controls directly, um, and that and uh, that can come down to all kinds of things that you might not expect. I mean, you know. Uh, the way the state is run is has a lot to do with the law, but a lot of it has to do with just policy. The governor can take our budget surplus and um, do what you know do quite a bit with it without legislation. He can, uh, or he she or they can do all kinds of things around um, the process, slowing down people's um, uh, experience at the DMV or speeding it up. Um, uh, there are uh, things to do around education. Imagine. Um, Imagine a Republican Trump supporting uh, anti uh, mask governor um, who has to deal with uh, issues surrounding trans kids. I mean, what kind of choices is that person going to make? These are not people we can trust to take care of the vulnerable uh, among us. These are people who campaign on less government. And when we do have the government, let's do it Trump style, which means 
hurt people who are in the minority. Really quickly, before we let you go, how do we pull together? We've got until September 14th. Georgia was able to pull out a couple of victories for us in a special election of their own. Uh, the two senators there, both Democrats elected, which really kind of gave Biden the opportunity to do something big. How do we as Californians pull it together? We need to make sure we get our balance in on time and we need to go out of our way to have annoying, painful, awkward conversations if we have to with our friends and family and neighbors to make sure that they do as well and make sure that they understand that no matter what, they need to vote no on the first question. They need to vote no on the recall of Gavin Newsom. Regardless of anything else, they gotta do that. And then volunteer, if you have extra time and energy, Hit up the Newsom campaign or some other Democratic organizations near you and text bank, phone bank, go door to door, do whatever it takes. We've got to get in as many ballots as possible. Absolutely. Well, thank you so much, Ryan Basham, for joining us for Red, White and Q. Thanks. You're listening to The Morning Beat. It's almost time for What's Poppin'. But before I let my co-host, Michaela, wow, that's accurate, Michaela Gordon take over, I do want to tell you that our show is also a podcast. So if you can't listen to us in real time, maybe your schedule varies day to day, we got you covered. Uh, Download the Odyssey app at audacy.com, and you can listen to our show wherever you take your iPhone, your Android, or whatever your mobile device might be. Um, Also, while you're at it, we'd really appreciate it if you invited a friend or family member uh, to join and listen into our show as well. We always appreciate the support. Uh, Michaela Gordon, what's popping? Okay, first of all, I love that you called me Michaela, and I may never go by any other name again because it's so accurate. Uh, but this story is really so crazy and something I never thought about. Uh, but the former baby depicted on iconic on the iconic Nirvana album cover, uh, their name is Spencer Eldon, and they're actually the, suing the band for child porn. The 30-year-old man pictured as a naked baby on the cover of the multi-million selling Nirvana album Nevermind filed a lawsuit just yesterday in L.A. alleging the former members of the grunge rock trio, uh, various record companies, art directors, and others violated federal crime, federal criminal child pornography laws and caused him lifelong suffering by trafficking his image worldwide. Spencer Eldon of Los Angeles alleges that his identity and legal name are forever tied to the commercial sexual exploitation he experienced as a minor, which has been distributed and sold worldwide from the time he was a baby to present day. According to the suit, the defendants knowingly produced, possessed, and advertised commercial child pornography depicting Spencer, and they knowingly received value in exchange for doing so. Despite this knowledge, defendants failed to take responsible steps to take care of Spencer and prevent his widespread sexual exploitation and image trafficking. Uh, Spencer Eldon's parents never signed a release authorizing the use of the photos taken of the four-month-old baby at a Pasadena Aquatic Center in 1990, and Eldon received no compensation. Now, see, this is where it gets tricky for me. I assumed that the parents were aware that he was receiving compensation. So, whereas I didn't think he maybe had a lawsuit, I think he definitely does. Uh, That's so crazy. They didn't even ask for permission. That's nuts. The lawsuit contends that the album cover photo was chosen by Nirvana's late leader, Kurt Cobain, and they think it suggests a sex worker grabbing for a dollar bill. Uh, So we'll continue to keep you informed. I actually love the band Nirvana. 
This is not anything I've ever thought about, but I could see where they're coming from. Uh, the suit seeks either 150000 from each of the 17 defendants or unspecified damages to be determined at trial, uh, but it will be going to court and we'll keep you updated. Now, coming up in the next hour, uh, one trailblazing mayor is sending business to a nearby town because his own city council does not want to protect our community, and we're shining a light on his story coming up next. You're listening to The Morning Beat. We have a great hour coming up for you. And about 14 minutes from right now, we're heading down south to Montgomery, Alabama, to be specific, where uh, a mayor there is doing something pretty incredible for the community. Uh, His city council voted against protecting the rights of of our LGBTQ plus brothers and sisters. So he's actually sending businesses elsewhere. He's sending business all the way to Birmingham because he's so disappointed in his city council. We're having that conversation in about 14 minutes. Uh, So stick around for that right now. Now it's time for news on the beat. You got it, honey. So President Biden has decided not to extend the deadline for American troop withdrawal, withdrawal, I'm sorry, from Afghanistan. Despite pressure from G7 and U.S. leaders alike, Biden said his decision to stick to the August 31st deadline is in large part driven by persistent security risks. Uh, The Pentagon says it can evacuate all remaining Americans by next week and the first U.S. troops to leave Afghanistan since the current crisis arose are on their way out. Still questions remain as to how and when the rest of the thousands of Afghans who aided in war efforts will be able to leave. About 70,000 people have been evacuated in the last 10 days. Now, global COVID-19 cases appear to be leveling off after a two-month increase, the World Health Organization says. The World Health Organization reported more than 4.5 million new cases and 68,000 new deaths worldwide last week, which was only a slight increase over the previous week. Now, don't get too optimistic. There was a similar pattern in May before the Delta variant spurred a worldwide surge in outbreaks. The winter could be even more difficult when COVID-19 risks combines with flu season again. Normally, the CDC recommends getting a flu shot by the end of October, but with so many pandemic variables, some experts are recommending getting it even sooner. Senator Kirsten Sinema, an out bisexual, is holding the Democratic Party hostage as she continues to oppose President Joe Biden's domestic agenda from the massive investment in infrastructure to LGBTQ civil rights. Now, while the House of Representatives refuses to pass a budget bill that she helped to negotiate that was dramatically lower than needed until she gets on board with a reconciliation bill that increases the investments in the American people, Cinema is holding her ground. She says she'll never vote for it. Cinema's stance will scuttle initiatives on education, child care, paid family and medical leave, climate change, voting rights, and economic opportunity along with the Equality Act, landmark civil rights legislation for the LGBTQ community. The senator says she cannot support Biden's Build Back Better package because of its price tag. House Speaker Nancy Pelosi, meanwhile, is barely holding back a revolt by moderate legislators who insist they should pass the bipartisan budget bill without waiting on the Senate to write and approve the larger spending bill. Now, when LGBTQ activists and donors pointedly issued an ultimatum demanding cinema get on board or lose support from the community, the senator published an op-ed in the Washington Post defending her decision to scuttle the bills that tackled issues she campaigned on. By refusing to remove the filibuster, cinema has essentially doomed what she claims are her own priorities. 
All right, let's get into a little bit of weather. Summer's here and it's queer. It's brought to you by McDonald's. It's going to be a high of 109 in Palm Springs, 106 in Vegas, 95 in Houston, 97 in Kansas City, 90 in Miami, 109 in Phoenix, 90 in Atlanta, 86 in Buffalo, 97 in St. Louis, and 88 in Sacramento. And head on over to McDonald's to get a delicious frozen coca-cola drink only a dollar fifty i had one yesterday and it was incredible it totally quenched my thirst and i felt zero guilt because it felt so good now give us a vibe of the day you do not find the happy life you make it yeah i love that that's great advice make a happy make a happy life make great memories and you can do that by going to see lady gaga's jazz and piano Las Vegas Residency. Uh, it's returning to the Park MGM this October 14th through the 31st. And Channel Q is going to send you. Just go to wearechannelq.com for your chance to win two tickets to the show, a stay at the Park MGM Hotel, round trip airfare for two, plus 500 in spending cash. Don't miss Lady Gaga's Jazz and Piano Residency shows live in Las Vegas. Tickets go on sale Saturday at 10 a.m. at ticketmaster.com. And just head on over to wearechannelq.com for your chance to win. I will also be there in October. October. Um, I'll be a part of the jazz show. I'm so excited to announce. So make sure you get your tickets. It's going to be amazing. Now coming up, one trailblazing mayor is sending business to a nearby town because his own city council does not want to protect our community and we're shining a light on his story. All right, welcome back to the morning. If your day sounds like we need the report ASAP. You deserve Modelo. If you've persevered through You deserve this rich golden lager with a crisp but refreshing taste. Or if you overcame. Two more rings, two more. You deserve this ice cold reward. Medella, the markable fighter. Drink responsibly, beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. It's over here. After investing billions to light up our network, T-Mobile is America's largest 5G network. Plus, right now, you can switch, keep your phone, and we'll pay it off up to $800. See how you can save on every plan versus Verizon and AT&T at T-Mobile.com slash across America. Up to four lines via virtual prepaid card. Allowed 15 days. Qualifying unlocked device credit service ported 90 plus days with device and eligible carrier and timely redemption required. Card has no cash access and expires in six months. A lot can happen between falling in love with a house and owning it. Having an advocate who can help you navigate negotiations, timelines, inspections, and more can make all the difference. That's what the expertise of a Realtor can do for you because that's who we are. Realtors are members of the National Association of Realtors. Morning Beat. Now, I think it's always important to shine a light on those doing good things for our community, whether they're just uh, an ally. And I don't want to say just an ally. That's a terrible thing to say. Whether they're an ally or an actual member mm-hmm. of our community. Uh, and, and one man who is doing the good work is Mayor Stephen L. Reed. Now, he's the mayor of Montgomery, Alabama. You think of like the civil rights movement. You think of Montgomery. You think of you think of Birmingham. You think of the bridge at Selma. Uh, and this is really the heart of the civil rights movement, Atlanta, Georgia. Um, and this is where the bus boycott took place after Rosa Parks refused to get oh, up wow, the seat. Oh wow! Yeah, yeah this, there's a lot of context, a lot of history here, right? Um, and for many, they're very, very proud of their part in the civil rights movement, uh, and and they want to be seen. Uh, as a new Montgomery, not the Montgomery of the troubled past, uh, but the Montgomery of the future. Yeah. Well, half the town might feel that way or maybe even more, but apparently not all of their city council feels that way. Just for context, I want to let you listen to Mayor Stephen L. Reed uh, speaking of his home city. 
As the birthplace of the civil rights movement, we truly are a city that is inclusive of everyone. That we are a city that wants to welcome the best and the brightest, the law-abiding, regardless of what their backgrounds may be. Also understand the importance of the history that we proclaim to understand here in Montgomery. That we understand that at one point there would not have been a black mayor standing here before you. Pretty powerful stuff. I mean, uh, Mayor Stephen L. Reed is a black man. Uh, He's the mayor of Montgomery, which is just kind of wild to think about just 50, 60 years ago, that even being possible. He also, in 2015, uh, was the first judge in the entire state of Alabama. This is You got to remember, this is Alabama. We're talking Alabama with the lowest vaccination rates in the entire country uh, and also uh, some of the highest poverty rates in the entire country. Very, very Republican, deep, deep South, old slave, old slave territory. Right. Yeah. This is this, this is Alabama. Um, he issued the very first same-sex marriage license back in 2015, uh, and he's very, very proud of that. He kind of got some national acclaim. Well, his city council uh, just this week uh, voted five to four uh, against uh, including sort of anti-discrimination, non-discrimination ordinances that would protect LGBTQ people in their town mm-hmm. in Montgomery. Uh, and he was so upset by this. This is so baller. He was so upset by this that he told his city council, all right, I'm going to call my buddy Mayor Randall Woodfin over in Birmingham, and I'm going to say, take our LGBTQ businesses. If you're an LGBTQ-friendly business or a new business who wants to like just believe that people are people, take your business elsewhere. Take them out of our city. We don't, we don't deserve them. You deserve them. Yeah. And I, he's like, because I can't honestly tell people if they want to open a new business that this is the right city for them. Because if we're this discriminatory, that's a problem for yeah, me. Yeah, I love that. It's kind of a baller move. It really is. It's really a big move. And I think it's an, an important move, especially for our, you know, for our community and, and for a city that uh, I would think was just very like racist and, mm. and Republican and it's going to make a difference. Well, it's interesting because in the South, just like much of the country, uh, you know, the state of Alabama is super Republican. But like the cities have always been the safe places uh, for any any people of color or minorities of any sort, queer people. You know, we gravitate towards cities. I don't know a whole lot of whole lot of my gay friends who say I want to move to the sticks like I want to move to the country. Do you know what I mean? Like, I grew up in the country. I don't want to live there. I'm yeah. going there this week. Like, I'm going there this weekend to see my family who I've not seen since the pandemic. And and it's not a place I would want to live. It's a place where I have to keep an eye out all the time. Yeah, it's not a safe place. Oh, I'm taking my black fiance there. I mean, it's a lot. Uh, and, and it's not always the most comfortable situation. So cities, by and large, tend to be a little more liberal. Yeah. Which is probably how, you know, these cities in Birmingham and Montgomery both ended up with not just uh, – black mayors but like like democratic black mayors in these very republican states um i guess here's my fear here's my fear with this idea i appreciate it and i love that he's saying hey go somewhere else where you're safe are we getting so divided that there's really just going to be two americas Mm -hmm. like places where you can be openly racist misogynistic sexist and that are run by republicans and places where people are free and included that are run by Democrats because I don't want that world like that does concern me just a little bit that we're saying, well, fine, not here. Go there then. Yeah. I, you know, I hear that. And I think that 
I think we are two Americas right now. I, I just think that we are. And I think that COVID has played a part in that as well, mm-hmm. between the vaxxers and the anti-vaxxers. It's accelerated it. I think that the scare of Trump running again and Trump giving so many people a voice. And I'll, and I'll be completely transparent with you. We host this morning show and we do the news in the morning. And um, I've had to like totally take a break. Check out sometimes when we're done because... It's really apparent that we're living in two Americas right now. It's mm-hmm. scary. It feels weird. And I uh, totally validate you saying that. And I don't know. I don't know if something can bring us together, um, if this has happened in the past where it felt like two Americas. Okay, well, that's really interesting you say that because I saw something going viral on social media the other day. And it kind of reminded me of um, – we did a story on uh, – where we were talking about Carrie Underwood. She's in the news right now again. And um, Carrie Underwood doesn't really talk about politics. And back in the day, you I think you could get, get away with that. And when Kerry does it, I'm like, oh, because you're a Republican. Like, you're a Trumper. Right. You know, and that's kind of <clears throat> gross to me. And I think that this 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 thing that went viral said, basically, it was an older person saying, I lived through this and this and this and this and this. Like, was it the Great Depression or World War II or Vietnam, whatever it was. And what I learned is that I just have to be happy in my own space and focus on my own life and the joys of my own life. And everything else always works itself out. Well, eh. Kind of like I get that, but also not really anymore because you don't have the luxury. Like if you have the luxury and the privilege of sitting by while people are being discriminated against and you're not doing something about it, or you're just not paying attention to the fact that literally our, our coastal cities will be underwater in 20 years. Right. And that our that our literally our West Coast is on fire right now, that wildfires and hurricanes and, and climate change, those things are happening very, very quickly and they're speeding up. Yeah. We might not be around in 20 years. Yeah. So it's not quite the same as like, oh, I don't know about those commies. You know, what our parents maybe went through. It's a very different world. Yeah, it totally is. All right, well, coming up, does this gesture by law enforcement help bridge the gap between ideologies or just another empty gesture? We have the details coming up in five minutes. Come on, cops theme. What's what are you producing, what's Justin? We're talking about the cops right now, but oftentimes we talk about the police. We don't talk about them in the highest regard. I mean, we both come from police families. However, there have been some problems the last couple years, and a lot of our stories have focused on, like, the few bad ones, right? Right. Uh, Well, this story is taking us across the pond to the U.K. for some really, really good police news. Police are getting slammed, but they're doing the right thing because they have decided they want to give LGBTQ plus folks confidence by putting rainbows on their cars. This is pretty cool. So they're called the hate crime cars. They're going to be introduced in forces across the country in a bid to encourage more victims of anti-LGBTQ plus crimes to come forward. Currently, as many as 80% of people from our community uh, don't report hate crimes to the authorities. Uh, This is according to Stonewall. Uh, But police in the UK think that their colorful cars could change that. This is a really interesting idea to me because obviously police cars need to be distinguishable, right? Just because. But who's to say you couldn't have some rainbows on some or a feminine symbol on some to let women know that they're safe? Like Black Lives Matter fists on some. Like why? Isn't that what the police are supposed to be, right? They're supposed to protect those who need protecting the most. And right now it's queer people, women, and people of color. Yes. So what if we did that here in the country? Like, why would that be political? Because I know it would be political here because everything's political here. Everything. A piece of paper over your face is political Everything. here. Everything. 
But the UK, I feel like they're really onto something here. Well, it's interesting because there's a story that uh, maybe we'll report later on, but uh, two kids took to TikTok here in the United States. They were trying to protect a trans student, and the police totally took the side of the bullies and not the transgender student. And like that's what we're dealing with here in the U.S., Mm -hmm. let alone getting rainbow cars to show that we stand with the LGBTQ community. I know this isn't always like the easiest conversation to have, and it's very controversial, but oftentimes those who go, not always, but many times, I know this from experience, those who go into the military and go into like the police force maybe come from lower-income homes or communities. They're targeted. That's how they recruit. They're targeted uh, because that's an opportunity for them. It's an opportunity for them to get a nice salary, uh, to have some status in the world, to also have a nice pension and a 401k and to have all these benefits, right, and government protections. Uh, It's a good job. It's a good paying job to be in the military or a police officer. But those aren't necessarily always uh, those who've gone away and gotten college degrees or master's degrees or work towards something else, oftentimes you go straight into the police force or the military right out of high school. Um, so I think sometimes there's a, there's, a, there's a period there from high school until you become who you become as an adult, right, where some growth needs to happen. And if you go straight into uh, like an arena, a job, a profession where it's so brutal just by the nature of it, right, it's scary. There's guns involved. There's a lot of combat training, those sorts of things. I don't know that an 18-year-old's mind is ready to really kind of transition into that so quickly. So what happens is you get these cops who have power and all of a sudden they they represent those bullies that you speak of. Like they're kind of like those bullies with badges. Yep. And that's what they become. Yes. I think by putting something like a rainbow maybe on a car. Or the the symbol for maybe, maybe put an ovary, maybe paint an ovary. On oh the my god! Car. Please, they Why have not? a meltdown. Can you imagine? I would love it. Yes, but but, but but how many women also don't report crimes because you don't think you're going to believe be believed? Listen to me. I got uh, I had an incident where I had to go to the police department to report an accident, and I was met with getting hit on, and I was like, mm-mm, mm-mm. I I literally this was just last year, and I was like, I, I don't need that. Like I. Just, can you just treat me with respect? But, I mean, it's just the world that we live in still, whether or not you like it. Um, and it's even worse when it comes to police officers and people with authority and power. They feel like they are untouchable. Well, in the UK, much like here in the United States, and this this shows you the power of worldwide political leaders, figures like Donald Trump, right? You think that he's just having an implication here in the United States. It's so not true. Uh, in the last five years, hate crimes have quadrupled in the UK. What happened five years ago? Donald Trump was elected president. They have quadrupled. I'm not saying it's fully on him, but the anti-trans bills that have been put forth by Republicans across our country have emboldened governments across the world and people who are hateful around the world to to seek out uh, minorities. Yeah. And right now it's, it's our trans brothers and sisters, primarily our trans sisters of color. And this might not be like the solution to everything and, of course, there are always going to be critics of every sort of idea. But I I commend these police in the U.K. for trying something. Like, why not? How do you know it's going to work if, unless you try it? So, like, it's not a bad thing to show people, like, listen, we've got your back. We're the police. It's literally our job to protect and serve. It says it on the car. Yeah, 100%. Everybody, not just white people, not just other bullies, but queer people, women, people of color. Yeah. I think it's really cool. And also, like. 
Loki, like it'd be really cute to see like rainbows all over police Oh cars. my God, it would be so cute. <laughs> but you have to remember the UK produced Spice Girls. Uh, it, girl, like, that part. Okay, like I'm not surprised they have rainbow cars. Honey. The, the UK gave us Spice Girls. Spice up your life. You spice up your life. Welcome back to the morning beat. It's almost time for another round of What's Poppin', your go-to source for all things pop culture. Um, before I let Michaela take the reins, though, I do want to remind you, our show is also a podcast. And it's a really good one, too. There's so many hours of content from the last few years uh, all online. All you have to do is head over to odyssey.com. Uh, that is A-U-D-A-C-Y. Download the Odyssey app, and you can listen to the morning beat as a podcast at your convenience anywhere you take your mobile device. You can invite your friends and family to do the same. You can invite your enemies to do the same. We appreciate it. We love you. We appreciate the support. Uh, uh, right now, it's Michaela's time to shine. What's popping? Okay, well, we did a story uh, just the other day about how Ryan Reynolds loves LeVar Burton and wants him to be the host of Jeopardy. But LeVar Burton might still be the fan favorite to take over as the permanent host of Jeopardy following Mike Richard's exit, but he's never been seriously considered for the role. Production sources tell us Sony Studios execs loved the reading Rainbow Star as a guest host, but they did not think he was the right fit for the daily syndicated quiz show, and the same can be said about almost all the other guest hosts. As we first told you, Jeopardy! Honchos wanted uh, to replace Alec Trebek, um, and he wanted to do it with Mayim Bialik, but her busy schedule wouldn't allow it, so E.P. Richard's got the daily gig. That's how Mike really got the gig. Um, Sources are also saying that Mayim and Mike were the only guest hosts who had talks with Sony about hosting full-time, so LeVar getting snubbed was not personal and he was not alone. However, we're told Sony did speak with LeVar about the other projects outside of of the Jeopardy brand, and those opportunities are still a possibility. Sources close to LeVar tell us he has no hard feelings. He got his shot at guest hosting, which is what he really wanted, and he gave it his all. I'll tell you what, though. Something great is going to happen for LeVar because people love him so much, and Ryan Reynolds literally worked so hard on Twitter to campaign for him, and I think that's a win in itself. I think it's incredible. So whatever happens to LeVar, we wish you the best of luck. Now, coming up in our final hour, chart topping artist Ultra Nate has an exciting opportunity for you to soak up some sun and celebrate pride in Miami. Don't go anywhere. We'll be back. You're listening to The Morning Beat. We have a great final hour coming up for you. In about 15 minutes from now, we're joined by musician uh, musician Ultra Nate. Uh, she's going to be telling you about something really cool going on uh, down in Miami Beach Pride here in just a couple of weeks that you can take part in. There are a limited number of tickets left, uh, and, and it's going to be a really incredible event. Uh, if you want to get back out there in a safe way and celebrate with our brothers and sisters, she's going to tell you how you can do that uh, at 9.20 a.m. Pacific, uh, 12.20 Eastern. So stick around for that conversation right now. It's... Kayla, uh, some news on the beat, maybe? Absolutely. So President Biden has decided not to extend the deadline for American troop withdrawal from Afghanistan, despite pressure from G7 and U.S. leaders alike. Biden said his decision to stick to the August 31st deadline is in large part driven by persistent security risks. The Pentagon says it can evacuate all remaining Americans by next week, and the first U.S. troops to leave Afghanistan since the current crisis arose are on their way out. Still, questions remain as to how and when the rest of the thousands of Afghans who aided in more efforts will be able to leave. About 70,000 people have been evacuated in the last 10 days. 
Global COVID-19 cases appear to be leveling off after a two-month increase, the World Health Organization says. The WHO reported more than 4.5 million new cases and 68,000 new deaths worldwide last week, which was only a slight increase over the previous week. Don't get too optimistic, though. There was a similar pattern in May before the Delta variant spurred a worldwide surge in outbreaks. The winter could be even more difficult when COVID-19 risk combines with flu season again. Normally, the CDC recommends getting a flu shot by the end of October, but with so many pandemic variables, some experts are recommending getting it even sooner. Moderate and progressive Democrats are at odds with how two big bills that make up their party's wide-ranging economic agenda should proceed. Progressives in the House want the final budget reconciliation uh, package to move at the same time as the Senate's bipartisan infrastructure bill, so their caucus can vote for both bills. But House Speaker Nancy Pelosi has now made a deal with moderates to give the infrastructure bill a vote by September 27th, which moves up the timetable and threatens the prospect of keeping the two bills linked. Meanwhile, House Minority Leader Kevin McCarthy called for Democrats to have the process, I'm sorry, to halt the process altogether to focus on Afghanistan evacuations. The White House fired back, saying the federal government is capable of handling more than one responsibility at once. Now, uh, in final news, Senator Kirsten Sinema, an out bisexual, is holding the Democratic Party hostage as she continues to oppose President Joe Biden's domestic agenda from the massive investment in infrastructure to LGBTQ civil rights. Now, while the House of Representatives refuses to pass a budget bill that she needed uh, to help negotiate that was dramatically lower than needed uh, until she gets on board with a reconciliation bill, that increases the investments in the American people. Cinema is holding her ground. She says she will never vote for it. Cinema's stance will scuttle initiatives on education, childcare, paid family and medical leave, climate change, voting rights, and economic opportunity, along with the Equality Act, landmark civil rights legislation for the LGBTQ community. Now, um, when LGBTQ activists and donors pointedly issued an ultimatum demanding cinema get on board or lose support from the community, the senator published an op-ed in the Washington Post defending her decision to scuttle bills that tackled issues she campaigned on by refusing to remove the filibuster. Cinema has essentially doomed what she claims are her own priorities. Now let's get into a little bit of weather. Summer's here. It's queer and it's brought to you by McDonald's. A high of 88 in Sacramento, 97 in St. Louis, 82 in Cleveland, 88 in Chicago, 93 in Baltimore, 79 in Seattle, 90 in Miami, 109 in Palm Springs, 106 in Vegas, and 84 in Los Angeles. Now head on over to McDonald's today to get yourself a frozen Coca-Cola drink for just $1.50. It's so delicious. It's so refreshing and the perfect way to end summer as we come to the end of summer. I can't even believe it. Now give us a vibe of the day. You do not find the happy life. You make it. You sure do make it, and you make memories. And one of those memories could be Lady Gaga's Jazz and Piano Las Vegas residency returning to the Park MGM this October 14th through the 31st. And Channel Q is going to send you. Just go to weirdchannelq.com for your chance to win two tickets to the show, a stay at the Park MGM Hotel, round-trip airfare for two, plus 500 in spending cash. Don't miss Lady Gaga. Uh, jazz and piano residency shows live in Las Vegas. Tickets go on sale Saturday at 10 a.m. at Ticketmaster.com and just head on over to WeirdChannelQ.com for your chance to win. I'm so excited to announce that I will also be joining the Light Jazz Show with Brian Newman in October. So catch us both there. It's going to be such a great time. 
Now coming up, up next, chart-topping artist Ultra Nate has an exciting opportunity for you to soak up some sun and celebrate pride in Miami. Don't go anywhere. Okay, I'm going to say this. This song has been in heavy rotation here on Channel Q for a while, and I'm obsessed. Yes. You know I love me a good DJ mix. I love me a good little vibe. I like to dance. And um, apparently, so does, so does our next guest. Ultra Nate, uh, talk about 23 million streams on Spotify. Those are big, big numbers. Uh, please welcome Ultra Nate to the show. How are you? Hi. Hey, you guys. How are you? How are you? The song's great. You know, we, we love... You. We love a good dance pop, like ballad. We love a good bop. Mm-hmm. We love you. This song, like I said, is literally always playing mm-hmm. on Channel Q. We go into breaks all the time, and we just sit here and we vibe out. Uh, talk to us a little bit about your music, what inspires you, uh, what gets you going the way this song gets us going. Well, you know, people inspire me. Um being on the road, being in the midst of people, experiencing what their lives are like, hearing their stories, um, living vicariously through through things, seeing where the need is, filling, you know, a niche where people need uh, fortification, support, um, love, or to be heard, or just, you know, to, to have a platform. And so you, when you are a creative, you kind of absorb all of these various emotions and experiences from people and channel that into the music that you create along with your own personal, um, you know, experiences, good, bad, or, or whatever. It all ends up in the minutia. Um, and I just kind of, I've always channeled that into the creative sources and always look for where the, the healing was in any, anything that I put out. Now, you mentioned the word love, which is obviously key to what everything we do here at Channel Q and on the morning beats. Um, and I love so much of what you do. Billboard named you one of the top dance club artists from 1976 to 2015. Ooh. Okay, so let's just take the first of all, you look great, first and foremost. Yes. Uh, 1976. <laughs> we weren't even born yet. My mom graduated well, high school. Has- Honey, that was that the part has nothing to do with me. That, That's just the span of. I was going to say because I'm like I'm like, honey, you, there's no way you're that old because that was the bicentennial. That was a minute ago. But point yeah, being, yeah. though, that you've been getting people dancing for so so many years, and you're going to continue to do that. Uh, you've partnered up with Miami Beach Pride, uh, and there's something called Sweet Spot that we want to know about. So why don't you tell us about that? Yeah, Sweet Spot. I'm so looking forward to that. You know, I'm looking forward to getting back to Miami in the sunshine and this particular party um, produced by DJ Dean and DJ pride. They, you know, they've partnered up and they've been killing it themselves as a dynamic duo out there on the DJ scene. The party is on the 11th of September. It's on the rooftop of the Palomar hotel, which, you know, has clearly stunning views of, of Miami and the sunset and all of that. And so we're just going to embrace all of that and bring you like a straight throwdown of music from so many different places under the dance music umbrella. Um, you know, it's, it's really about embracing the diversity of what pride is about um, in, in terms of like just universally what we should be talking about as um, a global community. And so we're going to just take the music everywhere. I have, you know, new music out. I currently have a single called Supernatural that's out on uh, Skint Records in the UK, um, BMG, basically. 
and that's doing its business and rocking the world and, you know, creating, you know, new music. And then also, obviously, the classic hits like Free and Found the Cure and interested in so many things from like, you know, my early music on Warner Brothers days with um, It's Over Now or Scandal, like some of the party faves from, from the heads, you know, that have been part of the longstanding love and relationship I've had with the LGBTQ community in Miami. So there is so much to embrace with this situation. Um, you know, I, I feel like I need more than one night to get this all off. <laughs> right. but, yes. Know, we're we're going to, you know, we're going to do what we got to do. So everyone needs to like make sure that they have tickets and they're on that rooftop and they're just open and ready to celebrate. And I think it's in this particular moment where it's even so much more, essential because there's there's such um difficulty out in the universe there's so many balls spinning in the air that are out of our control and and sometimes people feel like they've lost hope they've lost connection with others there's so much adversity out there on so many different levels about so many different topics that you know we're we're reading we're getting constant deluge of negativity i think it's really important for us to get together in in a space and and, and put out that positive energy that needs to combat, combat that darkness and really, well, you know, shine that light. You know? Alternate, I do want to ask you, um, it's really important that people support Miami Beach Pride, but we are still in a pandemic. How can people stay safe at Miami Beach Pride? I know that they're going to extreme lengths to make sure that people feel comfortable and healthy while still having a good time. Oh, no, absolutely. I, I, I advise everyone to do their due diligence you know, check the party details of, of any event that you're going to and see what uh, mitigation is being put in place. Is, are they requiring vaccine um, proof? Are they requiring masks? I would really highly recommend everybody require masks. I think masks work. I think, you know, it's being it's been way too over politicized. I think, you know, it's everybody's responsibility to do at the very least whatever they can do. If it can work in any small way, then it's worth doing. Um, and, and we need to work as a collective to do that. So um, please, you know, get in touch. Check out the, the girls. Check out their pages on Instagram. Check out their Facebook page. Get into the details of the party and be prepared to, you know, do whatever is necessary, whatever specifics they're requiring at the Palomar Hotel and at the, at the party specifically. It is on the rooftop. It is outdoors. Um, it's not going to be uh, oversold and rammed to the point where well, it's that, uncomfortable. <laughs> that part. Well, and also to your point, Miami Beach Pride is offering free free vaccines, registering guests. Uh, they've got all sorts of COVID protocols. They're keeping their guests safe because it's important that we do get back together as a community. Uh, thank you for uh, supporting our community as always. We support you. Uh, I do want to clarify. Listen. Alternate may have been on a top dance club artist list from 1976. She popped onto the scene in 1989. I wasn't trying to make you sound like you were older than you are, honey, but we've been loving you for a long time is the point. So. That was pretty funny, though. I was <laughs> like, wow, 76, oh, my God. Uh-huh. Where was I? Was I even, yeah, I was like probably, you know, still running, crawling around on the floor. <laughs> well, we love you. Thank Keep you so much. Keep doing what you're doing. Uh, head over to MiamiBeachPride.com uh, for more information. Uh, get in on this fun. They're not going to oversell mm-hmm. it, so you got to get your tickets quick uh, to the September. Yep. Right. 11th event sweet spot with alternate you stay safe and uh you're you're welcome back here on the morning beat anytime amen thank you guys you know i love you to death so i always love talking to you anytime oh, and i'll you. and i'll see you soon thank you Definitely. mama talk to you soon ciao ciao Welcome back to The Morning Beat. Now, uh, one of our favorite actors here at Channel Q is Elliot Page, and he was awarded uh, the Outfest Achievement Award just this weekend uh, and shared 
uh, shared his thoughts on a film that many of us know and love, uh, many of us experienced as we were sort of in the closet or navigating our own sexuality early on. Megan, we love you. Lately, we've become concerned about certain behaviors. You don't have any pictures of guys, just these. You don't even like to kiss me. It's, it's true. true. Honey, we think you're a lesbian. I myself was once a gay. Now I'm an ex-gay, Megan. Okay, so, but I'm a cheerleader, sort of iconic, uh, took a sort of uh, playful approach, but also serious, uh, to conversion therapy. It's a conversation we've had on this show many, many times. Now, Elliot Page uh, sat down with Oprah Winfrey uh, when he decided to come out as a trans man, uh, and this is what they discussed. I wanted to share with people just how much it has changed my life, and I want people to know that not only has it you know, been life-changing for me. I do believe it's life-saving, um, and it's the case for so many people. And because there is such an attack on trans healthcare right now, when already there's such lack of access or trans people who don't even want to go to the doctor, mm -hmm. what you are hearing from certain lawmakers are actual, complete, and utter their, their lies. So Elliot's been using his voice uh, since coming out to Oprah months ago uh, and shares a story of, like I said, but I'm a cheerleader and how it changed his life early on. Seeing, seeing a lesbian couple represented and the sort of dialogue they used, Elliot says he was just flipping through the channels at a very dark moment in his life. And had he not seen that representation, you know, Elliot identifies as a trans man now, but at a younger age, maybe little more closely identified to the lesbian storyline that was being told in that film. Yeah. Uh, saved his life. Yeah. I mean, listen, I think that people just need to see themselves on TV. They need to see their stories yes. being told. They need to know they're okay, they're normal, this makes sense. Whenever I see somebody going through something, it's not that I'm happy they're going through it. I'm just happy I'm not alone. Yes. And... It's why, it's why we talk about Hallmark Channel. Yes. It's why we talk about the Hallmark Channel and having, you know, released their first 18 films for this upcoming holiday season and zero queer representation. Zero. Yeah. Not one queer actor or storyline out of 18 films. Yeah. It's yeah. why we talk about these things. It is. And I think that, you know, as we're moving more towards having... Um, like, look, do we need Hallmark to have it? No, because there's so many more networks. There's so many more social media outlets. So, you know, I'm happy that we aren't, like, dependent on cable network to be our source of visibility. However, it is important to have the visibility. And for people at all ages, that's why, you know, when Little Nas X kissed a beautiful black man who actually is his boyfriend mm -hmm. on the awards uh, just a couple weeks ago, normalize it. It's okay. It's great. It's beautiful. Things that have been looked as um, taboo for so long is not. It's just not. Listen, just, I mean, according to GLAD, and as recently as a year ago, uh, of the 118 films that they counted for major studios, 22 or 18.6% contained uh, characters that identified as LGBTQ. Okay, so let's just, let's just break that down. How many people do you think were in a film? I mean, anywhere between... On, on the low end, 30 or 40 for a smaller film, to hundreds, hundreds if not thousands mm -hmm. for a larger film. Mm -hmm. You're telling me there's no space. Only 18.6% of those films have space for one, not even one queer character? It's insane. 
are like uh, literally films and television shows do not represent the reality of, of how we all live. Yeah. We are everywhere. Every single community in this country, in this planet, there are queer people. Yep. Everywhere. Everywhere. I don't care how small the town is. You might want to hide from it. You might want to pretend that we don't exist, but we do. Mm -hmm. And so for Elliot to share the story of how he was saved as a teenager years before ever finding success or finding the courage to come out as a trans man, I can't even imagine what that journey must be like, by the way. A thousand percent. Coming out as a gay man to me was the most traumatizing thing I could, I could, I could stomach. I barely survived that. And I've told this story before and I'll tell it again. I came out because I saw a guy on the real world in New Orleans on MTV. His name was Danny. I came out because he wore Abercrombie. How insane is that? Think about that. 2021. Very different than when I came out. A thousand percent. In the year 2000. He wore Abercrombie and that was enough for me. He had a boyfriend on the show who they blurred his face because he was in the military and they couldn't show him. Paul, I think was his name. And he wore an Abercrombie sweater and cargo shorts all the time. And I had that sweater and those shorts. And so I was like, oh, oh, wait. And I, keep in mind, I was 19, 20 years old at the time. I was an adult. People are serving their mil- in the military, like dying in war at that age. So I was very much an adult. Yeah. And I still could not believe that he wore Abercrombie. Yeah. Because I was like, oh, I thought gay was only like guys in jock straps with feather boas on pride floats because that's all I've ever seen on TV. Right. That's all I've ever seen in movies. I thought I had to wear high heels and dress up like a woman to be gay. I didn't know what it was. And I was yeah. gay. So you got to think of all the Makes such countless a people around the world who are feeling similar or so much worse. Yeah. So, Elliot, keep being you, We Elliot. love you, We Elliot. love you. Good You're so you. awesome. All right. Well, coming up and tell me something good. A tattoo artist is doing something major uh, for women with breast cancer. And we'll discuss coming up next. Tell me something good. All right, I say we do, but I say we tell our listeners something good. Shall we, Michaela? Yes, honey. Okay. Before I tell the story of this heroic cat, and let me tell you, I hate cats. And for me to tell this story, this cat must be really special. Yes. I want to tell you about another very, very special person. Mm-hmm. Not a cat. No. Very much a lady. Yes. Go on. <laughs> well, here is some Tell Me Something Good News. Lady Gaga's Jazz and Piano Las Vegas residency returns to the Park MGM this October 14th through the 31st. And Channel Q is going to send you. Just go to WeirdChannelQ.com for your chance to win two tickets to the show. A stay at the Park MGM Hotel round-trip airfare for two, plus $500 in spending cash. Don't miss Lady Gaga's Jazz and Piano residency shows live in Las Vegas. Tickets go on sale Saturday at 10 a.m. Pacific time at Ticketmaster.com. And just head on over to WeAreChannelQ.com for your chance to win. That's fun. Well, here's a story of an 83-year-old woman over in the UK in Cornwall, England, who fell 70 feet down a ravine. Oh, my God. She didn't die, though. How on earth you fall 70 feet is beyond me. I don't know. How you do it at age 83 is just a miracle. And because of the persistent meowing of her cat, rescuers were able to find her. This is a black cat as well. Um, where is the name of this cat, though? I don't see it anywhere in this article. Justin, a how kitty? is there no name? An a cat with no name? It's a black cat. All I need to know is what this cat's name is, because that cat is a hero, ladies and gentlemen. That's incredible. Can you imagine? No. 
Usually, a cats black... are so loud, though. Well, yeah, and black cats in particular are usually a sign of bad luck. Yeah, there's nothing but good luck for this old yeah, lady. Yeah, amen. Uh, I can't even I, listen. I'm going to change my tune on cats. I know. For, listen, for, for, way to go, Kitty. For one day, you're saying you're changing your tune on cats? Yeah. Oh God. Oh. How do they know you're gonna be a My stupid? God, I did not see this coming. Cat death metal. Every single time <laughs> we have a story about a cat, just to find the opportunity to play my least favorite song in the world. I literally hate us and this oh, show. Yeah. Uh, all right, well, I want to tell you about a really amazing story about a tattoo <laughs> artist. Uh, this is really, really great. Uh, women who uh, have breast cancer uh, oftentimes have to have their breasts removed, and it's really, really sad. But this tattoo artist is now going to survivors and um, creating, like, nipples for them and they look so realistic and you wouldn't believe like I've talked to a lot of women who've either had like ovarian cancer or breast cancer and when those things are removed it really does uh in their experience changes them as a woman I I will say when my mother had a hysterectomy I remember her saying I guess I'm just not a woman anymore it she really associated being a woman with that I think a lot of women do mm-hmm. and so for this tattoo artist to be able to sort of create such a realistic experience for these women still I think is really really beautiful I've heard of this before yeah. there are some tattoo artists that even created in a shape of a heart yeah. um, it's beautiful I, I think it's so really nice I think it's so beautiful the cat's name is Pirin? Mm-hmm. Pirin. I saw that. I didn't know if that was actually the name. I didn't That's know if that name. was Pirin the cat, the black cat. Uh, to your point, though, Michaela, I think oftentimes we talk on this show about gender and gender identity and how there are certainly more than two genders, even though that's what we've been taught for so long. And I think one of the unforeseen sort of benefits of this conversation, uh, of our trans brothers and sisters in particular, or non-binary brothers and sisters, having the courage to come out about their gender identity, it will free up cis men and women in the future mm-hmm. to to not be so intimately tied down to their gender and their gender roles. Right. For a woman to think that if her uh, if she had ovarian cancer yeah. or had her breast removed, that means she's less of a woman, that to me is so sad. Yeah, it's really uh, any sad. Any more than a man who had testicular cancer and has, has his testicles removed or wh- whatever it may be. Yeah. Like you're still very much a person yes. and that's all that should matter. So. I think the more we have these gender conversations, the more, more people are going to benefit it from than, than even realize. A hundred percent. Yeah, pretty cool. Well, listen, Tell Me Something Good is brought to you by McDonald's. Head on over to McDonald's right now to get a frozen Coca-Cola drink for just $1.50. As always, thank you so much to all of our guests today. Uh, thank you for listening to our show as always. Wash your hands, wear your masks still, and we'll see you tomorrow. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, You call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Tune in is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. That clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. Yes, and even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here on TuneIn. Go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening.
Nerds. Today's episode is sponsored by Nerd Wallet Smart Money Podcast. Get your head in the financial game with smart investing and budgeting tips straight from the nerds. Nerd Wallet's experts will set future you up for success with dependable, fact-based insights. No financial misinformation allowed. Learn how to save on your summer vacation, find your next credit card, or loan for a big purchase, and invest in your next index fund. Make smarter decisions in 2024. Follow Nerd Wallet Smart Money Podcast on your favorite podcast app. 